Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment you're nailing it and the next you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Laura Froyan, and I'm here with another episode of the Balanced Parent Podcast. I'm so happy to be inviting a new colleague and friend, Baba of the Present Dads. And we are going to have a really good conversation about what present fatherhood means and how we can achieve that. So Baba, thank you so much for being here with us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Thank you very much, Laura. Hello, everyone. My name is Baba Fagbongwe, and I'm the founder of The Present Dads. Present Dads came out of my experience. I was working in corporate UK, and then I burnt myself out. I didn't have time for myself. I didn't have time for my family. And it gave me a health scare, which led me on a journey to looking for a solution, trying to find balance. And as I came out on the other side of that, I realized there were a lot of other dads like myself who were working very hard for their family, but they were not making out time for the family they were working so hard for. So that was how I started Present Dads. And it's all about community of dads coming together to support one another, to be there for one another, and to also know you are not alone and all that you are doing is appreciated. Oh. Wow, what a powerful thing to and I think, you know, something that you said there is that so often I think there's a lot of pressure that we don't talk about on dads. I think in motherhood, we talk a lot about the pressures on moms. And that is true and valid. But there's pressure on dads too, particularly if dads are the sole provider, the sole means of income in the home. And so how did you go about finding that balance for yourself? Figuring out like, how can I be, you know, successful in my career and also present in my family? Thank you, Laura. The first step for me was the awareness of the fact that things were out of balance. There was no harmony. Work was going great. I was hitting the goals that I wanted at work and also um, financial goals. But then my son, who was very young, then the only way he knew to get my attention was to come and shut the lid of my laptop, Mm. which broke my heart and every time he needed my attention i'm coming i'll be right there just give me a minute and it wasn't only the effect on my son that was the effect on my relationship where 
my wife wasn't getting enough attention because it was all about work. And then I neglected myself. So the awakening was when I went for about six months and I wasn't sleeping. Or let me say I was living on maybe an hour or two or even three hours sleep a day and then just walking, 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 which with hindsight, um, I can laugh about it and go, that was really, really not a very wise thing to do. But I think it was the moment where it got to the point where I wasn't sleeping. That was the point at which I knew something needed to change. So awareness was the very first thing for me. But it, it came on me externally. I didn't sort of acknowledge it myself. It was the lack of sleep that brought it home for me. Oh, yeah. Almost like your body forced you to start acknowledging it, that it was time to take a look, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you said something there that I think a lot of us moms and dads are experiencing right now where we are with you know, we're all, most of us are still working from home with our families, our kids are home with us, you know, because we're still in the midst of this pandemic. And, you know, I think we all have these times where our the pulls on our attention, whether it's our phone, whether it's work on our laptop, and then our kids here and that, that just that poignant image of your son coming and shutting your laptop trying to, to get you to engage. And, like when I'm imagining that I'm imagining like these poles in your like in feelings on attention one there's like a little piece of like I've just got to get this done a little piece of guilt he needs me and I can't be present for him or if even if it's like a moment of you know just scrolling on Instagram for a little bit like a little moment of a break there's I know that I sometimes feel like, can't I just have a moment to myself, you know, yeah. too? So there's all these pulls. How do we balance that and be present with our families? So that's a great question. And one of the first things I'll say about that is before I used to um, just write my to-do list and then look at which one I needed to prioritize. But learning from Steve Arkove, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mm -hmm. I've since learned that I need to schedule my priorities. So the things that are important to me are the things that I need to schedule, not prioritizing my to-do list, which I think is a big, massive change for most of us. Oh, and yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's a huge one. And I think that can go a long way. So... Instagram, Facebook, and all of those things, the quick fix is we all know we need to spend less time there and more yeah. time with family. But I will be honest and say there was a time after I've worked very hard in, um, during the day, when I'm trying to get some downtime, I just stay on the screen on my phone thinking I'm decompressing, I'm, I'm relaxing, but I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then I feel guilty that I've not done some of the things that were important to me and then I've not spent time with the family. It can be, see how it looks like we're just chasing our tails, but turning that around and when I say scheduling our priorities, for me now, there is a particular time I go from the home office to the children. I just sit in their playroom sometimes, just watch them do whatever they want. Sometimes, not for they drag me into what they are doing, which is great, but what I found is when I've spent that time with them, if I do need to come back upstairs to work, I go back into my work with a level of satisfaction knowing I have 
had some emotional deposit into the family. So as I step back into work, I'm not even thinking, oh, I need to be with the family because I have been with them because their time was scheduled. And even when they come into, say, a meeting that I'm holding before I will, oh, I don't want them to interrupt, but family. So people say work-life balance, but it's more of work-life harmony, work-life management. My work affects my family. My family affects my work. How can I begin to bring both of them together? Which is where if they come into a meeting room, I try for them not to, but it did come. It's not the end of the world. And strangely, almost everybody just laugh. We all just recognize mm-hmm. it's the life we're living in. So I've taken a level of pressure away from myself. But I think by and large, it's acknowledging family affects work, work affects family. And sometimes, obviously, things that are not confidential, I discuss with my wife. What do you think of this? What do you think I should do? So she's involved in my work. She even offers some suggestions that I might not have thought about. So it's bringing both lives together and knowing that they are not really separate. But I think what will really help is to, as I said, schedule our priority. So going to spend, for example, 8 to 12 working. At 12 noon, I'm going to go for a walk. From 5 to 7 p.m., that's family time. I'll just leave two hours between five and seven for whatever may come. And knowing that I will not always finish everything every day, but especially for me, and I'll say maybe for most men, that consciousness of scheduling time for the family, I think Mm. is very important. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like I could go in a million different directions. So I just want to highlight a few things that you said. First, we're going to talk about how to figure out your priorities so that you can schedule that. I want to go there next, but I just want to pull out too that there's this element of, you know, when you are feeling pulled in multiple directions, consciously focusing in on one direction allows you to be more fully in the other direction when you need to be. So dropping into the present moment with your kids in their playroom, you feel like you've filled their cups, you've kind of made that deposit into the family bank account of time spent, and you're able then to be more fully in your work without carrying the load of that guilt, right? That's correct. Yeah. And then there's this other piece too around, you know, just it seems like kind of, yeah, let's let's go in then, I guess, into the how do we figure out then what our true priorities are so that we can, you know, adjust our schedules, adjust the way we spend our time to reflect those priorities. Great. So a simple way to get started on that journey is to ask why maybe like five or 10 times. So Baba, why are you working 80 hours a week? I'm working so hard because I want to provide for my family. Why are you working so hard to provide for the family? Because I want them to be comfortable. Why are you working so hard for them to be, why do you want them to be comfortable? Because I like my kids to have maybe things that I didn't have growing up. Why is that important to you? Because I really just want them to be comfortable. I want them to start off better than where I started from. Why is that important to you? As I begin to peel the layers and peel the layers, it helps me to really get to the why. But on a general level, I'll say by and large, the reason most people work hard, especially dads, is to provide for their family is family and love for the family is Mm. at the core of why they are doing it and some people will even 
not buy anything for themselves, but they will do it for the family. Everything is all about, they sometimes don't even buy anything for themselves, but they will buy for their wife, buy for their kids. At the end of the day, on people's deathbeds, nobody says, I wish I had worked more. And if anyone dies on the job, they will be replaced. They will move on, which highlights the fact that I'm all for give your best, you know, do more than you are paid for so that you can be paid for more than you are doing and all of that. But in some organizations, you're just a number. And if with COVID and everything, I think it's highlighted the fact that family is key. Family is important. So whichever way we want to look at it, I think there is no denying the fact that family is important. And when you talk of how we can begin to prioritize, I'll give an example. And just imagine with me for a moment that we have some big rocks and then we have some stones and then we have Mm. sand and then we have water. So if I'm trying to put everything in a bucket, if I start with the sand and I start with a stone, and then I try to put the big rocks in that bucket, it might be difficult. However, if I start with the big rocks, I put those in first, and then I put the stones around the big rock in the bucket, and then I put sand, there will still be space for the sand because it will fill the little spaces in between. And then while it might look like it's full, there will still be pockets of spaces where I could fill in water. And what I'm trying to pass across there is the big rocks, in my opinion, are family, your health, your relationship, your faith, whatever um, that may be. And then the stones and the rest of it, I, in my opinion, I will probably say are the stones, the next thing. So if it's a case of if I am if I have just had a row with my wife, there is no way I can get on an email and write the best email. If I've not had enough sleep, there is no way I can be as productive as I will be. And Maybe when we start looking at it from that perspective of family, health, faith, relationship are very big rocks that need to go into the bucket first and we can plan all the other things around it. It begins to help us get started on the journey of balance. I hope that was useful. Oh, absolutely. You know, in my membership, my Balancing You membership, we have a exercise that I take the members through called um, the balance jar, where we do exactly that exercise. We fill up, figure out what our big rocks are, and we fill up a, a jar, a glass jar with those, you know, to, to help us figure out what are our priorities? What are we putting in first? What are we pouring into that maybe doesn't need to take us up as much room as it is, you know, like, yeah, so that's beautiful. I love that exercise. And something else that you've been highlighting here, which I don't know about if you know this about me, but I am a huge kind of research nerd. And what you're saying about how the different spheres of our life, you know, the work sphere, and the family sphere, and how impacted they are. It's so true. And research shows that it's actually even more true for dads, that when dads are doing well in their work, they are more able to be more present with their families. And by doing well, I mean, when they're happy in their work, when they're satisfied with their work, and they're not overwhelmed or stressed out, they're able to be more present with their families, they're, and they're happier in their family life too. And so I don't know if this is kind of an intuitive sense that you have about how work family influence each other. But what you're saying is backed by decades of family systems research too. That's great to know. And um, one of the people I was um, working with, he after a session, he went to his 
stepson actually who they've not been so they, their relationship could be, could be better let's put it that way mm-hmm. so he said he put his phone down they i think initially the son was kind of suspicious what they say about because it was strange and then they spent time i think after a couple of times of doing that he said he could see the confidence of the boy improving mm-hmm. and then when he went back to work he had another level of energy that just came from so sometimes we think by filling the child's cup ours will be depleted but actually the reverse was the case because his own cup was full and i've also experienced it in my own life as well where when i know we've spent quality time they've made me laugh or i've made them laugh we've run after one another and then i come back even though tired but refreshed it's a strange thing but able to go on with work so I'm glad it's been researched, but it's been my own lived experience. Yeah. Oh, and it's so beautiful. You know, I got teary-eyed when you were talking (laughs) there. You know, it is fulfilling to see that connection and that relationship blossom. And when we are, you know, feeling good about our relationships, we feel better about ourselves and we're able to be more fully present in all of the areas that are important to us. So let's talk a little bit about presence. Like, what do you mean by being present with your family or with your kids? Let's talk about presence a little bit, if we can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Being present. So for different people, it will mean different things. Oh, sorry. It will be practiced differently. But kids, when they're young, um, I think Zig Ziglar said, time to love to a child is spelled time. Yeah. When you... So before I used to feel it about, obviously before it was not from no time to some time and to more time now. And I'm even at a level where sometimes I just sit in the playroom with no agenda. And that's when they pull me into this or pull me into (laughs) that. And I think by and large, it's the appreciation of the fact that being a father is a privilege. So first, we need to be grateful because that's what some people are longing for, desiring. And the children, as much as they can push our buttons, it's a real privilege. And it's, I sometimes say it's one of the, if you could call it an accomplishment, it's probably the biggest accomplishment I have so far, the privilege of being a dad. Having said that, these children will not be there forever. And it's interesting, one guy was telling me, well, he's now ready to have time for the children, but they're all grown, they're teenagers, and they don't have time for him anymore. So do you want to really live with that regret, or I could have, I should have, or do you want to make memories? So what does it really mean to be present? I think it's to really show the kids that you are important to me, I value you, you are important. And I think for me, the way to show them you're important is if they interrupt my meeting or something, not for me to oh go out of the study or something, but to, okay, that isn't a meeting now. Would you mind if I come back to you in two minutes or something? And just making them really feel important. I think it's important at a very basic level. It's just that time. And does that mean riding a bicycle with your son, jumping on the trampoline? Whatever it means. I know we can't go out for ballet lessons or swimming or all of that now, but just sometimes I just run after them. I just make them run after me just to, I have some flashbacks of my dad when we used to do pickaboo and it was 
years after he died that I first opened up to my wife about it to go, you know, I just remember that my dad used to do this to me. And of all the things, that was an experience that I cherish that is with me that even though he's gone now, I appreciate it. So I would really love my children to be able to have memories. I love to have memories with the children. And I think it's not just about myself and the children, but it also affects the next generation because I believe my son is watching me, my daughter is watching me. And the kind of young man he'll be will likely be influenced by what I'm showing him now. And the expectation my daughter will have is likely going to be based on what I'm showing to her now. So being present, I know I've gone on a little bit that I think if I can sum it up simply, I will say time with the family. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, this is so beautiful. And I just want to pull out a few things too that, you know, if they come to you and we're doing something else, putting down what you're doing, making that eye contact, connecting with them, even if it means like, you know, like, even if we aren't able to be fully present for a long time, like they come in and you're on a call for work, you can take a second to just stop, look at them, say, you know, convey that you'd like to be with them and that they they have to wait just a moment, you know, while you're finishing up your call. Like it makes them able to wait when they feel that connection, when they feel like, hey, my, you know, my mom, my dad really cares about me. They, they want to be spending time with me and they are going to spend time with me. And you build that trust too when then you actually follow up on it. Once the call is over, you get off and you actually go do the connecting time. But I, you know, I I love what you're saying. At the time of this recording, we are finishing up this 30 days of play challenge that I do in my community every year. And the first 20 days are dedicated only to watching your kids play. So when you say that you're sitting down in their playroom and watching them play, even if they don't invite you in, is still connecting time. It's so important. They look up, they see that you're watching, that you don't have your phone on you, that you are just enjoying their presence. It's a beautiful gift to kids. That is so well said. And I like to think it also affects them emotionally. It it builds them up emotionally. I like to think that also. Oh, for sure. It makes them feel seen and heard and valued and important. And really at the heart of it, that's what we all want as humans, right? Those are the very basic things that we get out of relationships is to feel seen and heard and valued. And our kids want that, our wives want that, our husbands want that, you know, we all want those things. And that's what presents can give to them, right? Absolutely. And it costs nothing. Because sometimes, especially women, sometimes they just want your presence, not your toy. Yeah. Oh, it costs nothing. So one thing that I do when I'm noticing in my family that you know, maybe we're kind of a little grumpy with each other or parents are kind of distracted or, you know, that we just haven't had as much presence with each other. The very first thing that my husband and I do is make an agreement that, you know, for a set period of time that our phones or devices will all be in one specific drawer in our kitchen where they go for a set period of time. And that's often the simplest intervention to bring more presence into our family is to remove that very carefully designed distraction because of course our phones and social media are designed to pull us in you know to distract us from what's important in life and so that like that's something that just as a practical tip that's the very first thing we do when we are noticing that kind of we are being pulled in multiple directions is to get devices just out of sight for a little while every day and you know what's Laura it works 
It works. Yeah. And, you know, we do it for the time period between like when the kids get home from school and before dinner. But then my husband and I also do it mindfully after the kids go into bed for the first half hour or so after the kids are tucked in. We don't have our phones out because we need that, too. You know, these all of these relationships are important. Being a present parent is not just about being present with your kids. It's about, you know, if you're parenting with a partner, being present with them, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we wouldn't get into mobile phones, but I think they are a great blessing. They should not be abused. I think that's the way, I, that's where I'll leave it for now. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, here in our community, we are all working towards parenting our kids with gentleness and with respect and with humanity, seeing them as the full humans that they are inherently worthy of kind and gentle treatment, um, even as they're growing and learning. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I have one more question for you. So we've talked about kind of just time, just giving them the gift of your time and your full presence. Is there anything else that parents can be doing to kind of improve the quality of time that they spend? Because I was just reading a new research study that came out that was about that the time we spend um, isn't nearly as important as the quality of the time that we spend. And this is particularly in this research study, this was that trend was particularly strong for dads, that dads who had spend maybe even less time, but more quality time with their kids have better relationships with their kids and their kids have fewer behavioral problems. Um, so can you highlight a little bit of what we can do to kind of improve the quality of the time we spend with our family, with our kids? So we've just touched on it. I think the first thing is to maybe put down the gadgets because yeah. they could come in, in the way. And the other thing is to find what each child loves, maybe their love language, and mm. work with them in that. My daughter, who is younger, she loves working. And sometimes if you see us on the street, you'll probably think she's walking me, dragging me <laughs> along. But as I realized, she loved it well. We do that almost on a daily basis. And she's happy she ends it. As you said, quality of time is important. So I'll say drop the guy what's language of each child and speaking to them in that language. And I think another thing I will say is, especially for people that have younger children, giving ourselves grace to prioritize the children, especially when they're younger, and knowing that Yes, work will always be there for the next 20, 30 years, depending on people's age. But for someone that just had a baby, which was a mistake I made, thinking I could do everything the way I used to do them, having a baby that maybe was not sleeping, was putting, setting my, not setting myself up for success, basically. So give yourself grace for the stage in. If there are babies that are struggling with sleep, maybe you'll need to sleep during the day. Maybe you need to make some adjustment. When they are toddlers, the needs become different. Just appreciating the fact that you are in a different stage of life and it will change in another year, in another two years, because you will wake up when they are teenagers and you might have all the money and be ready for them, but they might not just be ready for you. Oh, that's just beautifully put. And, and, you know, here in our community, we love to just heaping doses of grace and compassion on parents. And sorry, I love how you delivered that with so much grace, but a very important reminder that this, you know, the, the days may be long, but the years are short. Yes, that is, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Baba, I'm so glad that we connected and I'm so glad that you were willing to come and share the gift and the wisdom that you've learned in your own experience with us. It was just such a pleasure to have you with me today. Very much. Um, It's been a pleasure coming on here and I applaud what you're doing in your community as well. So thank you on behalf of the dads. Okay, so thanks for listening today. Um, Remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if it was helpful, leave me a review. That really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, That's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. All right. That's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this.